This is the Scoop for Friday. Good morning. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. The Israel-Hamas war has left many dead or missing, including American citizens. WMNF's Chris Young reports that one Tampa nonprofit is demanding the government do more to ensure the safety of all American citizens in Gaza, especially American Palestinians. Abdullah Jabber is the executive director of Care Florida, a nonprofit dedicated to fighting Islamophobia. No one, our president, the State Department, our governor, no one has yet talked about American Palestinians, American Palestinians that are stuck in Gaza right now. No one has. He addressed the public alongside others personally affected by the attacks at a press conference at the CARE offices. For Hannah El-Najjar, the story is personal. Her five children from Tampa went to see family in Gaza for the summer when the attacks happened. Now, she can't get in contact with them. I don't know nothing about my kids. And I don't know if they are in the safe area. I don't know if they are... I don't know nothing about my kids. I want to know where is my kids. I connect the Congress. Um, I'm with the connect with the Department of State and also on the embassy. They didn't know nothing. They told me when you have any news, let, let me know. Jabber says there's a double standard. So today when we see this full-throated unilateral support of one side and complete dehumanization of the other, not only there but here also, it brings fear for the Muslim community. Care Florida launched the hashtag EveryAmericanSafe campaign to highlight what they claim is the government's obligation to keep all American citizens around the world safe and protected. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young in Tampa. CARE, which is the Council on American-Islamic Relations, the nation's largest Muslim civil rights and advocacy organization, yesterday announced that the hotel scheduled to host CARE's 29th annual banquet in Arlington, Virginia, has been canceled due to multiple terror threats targeting the hotel, its staff, CARE, and American Muslims. In recent days, according to the Marriott, anonymous callers have threatened to plant bombs in the hotel's parking garage, kill specific hotel staff in their homes, and storm the hotel in a repeat of the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol if the events moved forward. Yesterday evening, volunteer organizers from NOPE, the Narcotics Overdose Prevention Education Task Force, community leaders, students, and their families came together at Hillsborough High School for a candlelight vigil in remembrance of those who have passed away due to addiction and substance abuse. NOPE creates dramatic and impactful presentations for students and community members using volunteer and school resource officers' grim personal experiences to educate the 6th through 12th graders about consequences of experimentation with drugs. WMNS Corey Beltran was in attendance and has the story. The candlelight vigil has been held for 12 of the 14 years since the Hillsborough chapter was created. Michelle Phillips has been with the chapter since its inception first as a family speaker, then as president. Her dedication and determination is driven by the memory of her son, who passed away of an overdose at 14 years old. Now, as a volunteer, she focuses her efforts on education and prevention, offering this message. One of the first things that we always said is that we know we can't save everybody, but if we help one person make a better choice, then we have done what we needed to do. Lynn Knowles is the vice president of the task force. 
She stresses that the disease of drug addiction does not discriminate. Addiction, drug use, overdose, there's no boundaries. You could be from Park Place or live on a park bench. Addiction does not care who you are, what you have, where you work, who your friends are, who your parents are. It can grab a hold of you so quickly and it can take your life in just one experimental time, especially with fentanyl now. Overdose calls in Hillsborough County attributed to fentanyl topped 438 over the past year. For WMNF News, I'm Corey Beltran. The state is outlining how it would limit spending on diversity, equity, and inclusion programs at Florida's colleges and universities. As WUSS Megan Bowman reports, if approved, the new draft regulations also include cuts to funding for social activism groups and on campuses. The Florida Board of Governors sent the draft to colleges and universities for comment. The regulations will help them implement a law that took effect in July, prohibiting funding for diversity, equity, and inclusion on campuses. The draft defines what those programs are and outlines what types of political and social activism activities are prohibited. Adrian Liu is a senior reporter for the Chronicle of Higher Education. She says without clear guidance, critics said the law was creating a chilling effect. We have heard anecdotally from many professors that they and their colleagues, they're not sure where the line, where to draw the line. And so they are going out of their way to avoid anything that might be misconstrued or a student might believe violates the law. Though the draft regulations make things more clear, she says they could harm efforts by universities to attract and retain underrepresented students. That would mean like programs that are meant to help recruit and retain underrepresented students, women in in STEM fields or LGBTQ students might no, no longer be allowed under the law. A statement from the Florida Board of Governors Chancellor says if the draft is approved at a November meeting, it will be available for public comment and could come before the board for final approval in January. I'm Megan Bowman in Tampa. For the weather, it's cool and clear in the Tampa Bay area. Highs today in the lower 80s, overnight lows in the upper 60s. Tomorrow will be sunny and warm with highs in the lower 80s. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines on 88.5 FM and the WMNF app. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa.